On this episode of the podcast, I interview Michael Fertico. Michael's one of the top 1A players right now in the U.S. Uh, he's made finals at Worlds. He's won a couple competitions. He's uh, sponsored by CLYW. Enjoy the episode. All right, so let's let's start at the beginning. So, how did you get into yo-yoing? Um. Okay. So, I think I sort of have like a multi-pronged answer for this question. All right. I got I got started when I was very young. Um, I guess my dad just like kind of liked yo-yos, and my parents found like a Smothers Brothers VHS tape that for like a dollar at a thrift shop. Yep. And I watched it, and I was like, I was a dumb kid, so I was like, oh, this is really cool. I'm gonna get good at this. Yeah. And it just, I didn't really understand what I was getting into at that point, but yeah. it kind of like got a little, you know, I would say a little out of control from that starting point. I got to stop you there and just say, I'm so happy somebody finally brought up the Smothers Brothers tape. That's what I do. Because I mean, that was like one of the first things that I learned from yo-yoing was that Smothers Brothers tape. Was it the one where he, uh, like the only thing I really remember from it now is he did rock the baby with a frog. I don't remember that much about it. I remember that <laughs> it had like... like... It. I remember that like Brain Twister was like the massive banger in it, yeah. and I was as a kid I was like, "That's the coolest thing I've ever seen in my yep. life," and I just like didn't understand what was happening. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think it was the same one then. <laughs> yeah, so that's how I got like originally started, but then I sort of like lost interest in high school, mm-hmm. which is I, I think I saw that tape when I was like eight, so like a while later, but I like pretty much totally stopped in high school, and then. Just entirely by coincidence, um, my family went on a trip to upstate New York to see my grandparents on my dad's side, and um, it was also my dad's high school reunion the same weekend is why we did that. So while my parents were at that, I got left in the hotel room with nothing to do, and it happened to be the same weekend as Worlds 2011, so I just like... Yeah, I just like saw that was happening online and was like, okay, like this is what I'm doing tonight. I'll just watch this. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, wait, yo-yoing's cool again. Like, mm-hmm. why did I stop doing this? This is really sick. Yeah. So, um, yeah, from there, I just like, I think like after that, I just like looked around on YouTube and saw Chris Chia's AP 2011 freestyle. And I was like, yeah, I want to do this. This is something I'm going to do now. Nice. So is that kind of how you found your way into the competitive scene then? Uh, I mean, I'd been to contests before, but like it was, uh, yeah, at that point, I think my first contest was like Northeast Regionals 2003, which was, which was weirdly in Maine, Hmm. I think might be a fake memory, but I'm pretty sure that's real. That's like as far Northeast as you can go though. So it would make sense. It it checks out. There's an internal logic to it at least. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, I never like really took it seriously until, okay after getting back into it later on cool yeah that's that's cool that you say 2011 because i feel like that's uh there was a lot of good freestyles that year that was a cool world yeah like that was the year jensen just kind of put the middle finger up and yeah that really cool routine which like my personal opinion it's i'd say it's still one of my favorite if not my favorite routines so it's just just a cool one so uh how did you uh or when did you start competing um oh i mean i'm pretty sure i entered like trick ladder at 
that 2003 contest I went to, okay. what and wherever it may have been. Um, I can tell you for sure my first freestyle was at NER 2005. Okay. No video exists, thankfully. <laughs> um, but I think the first time I really like took a contest like seriously and like mm-hmm. really made a routine with music and choreographed and practiced a lot was probably Northeast Regionals 2012. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So and pretty soon yeah. after that, watching Worlds. Yeah. After I went to. I like I saw that world and then I just went to Mass States, which was in like October of that year, because I was going to school in Boston, so it was not that far. Mm -hmm. And I was like, "Yeah, this is like not everyone in the world is as good as Chris Chia, so like this is worth trying." Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And then yeah, the next contest I was able to go to was NER, so I just did it. Cool. And so, uh, can you walk me a little bit? through the progression of how you got from like there to where you are now to, um, I mean, you made the finals at worlds this year, which really impressive. So how you kind of made that transition from just, it seems like kind of dabbling to really making big strides over. I mean, it's been a, been a minute, but just have that longevity. Uh, Ooh. Yeah. That's a, hmm, how do I answer this? Like, I just wanted to, I started to just like, I think I can do this. Like, I think it'd be kind of cool to be good at this. Like, I think it'd be cool. And I think I can do it. It's like a nice combination to be at. And then, um, like all of that 2012, I was just like doing pretty well at the contests I went to, but just like, couldn't win, you know? Um, Yeah. And it was just like, I don't know. just like really like, was like, well, I have to like, I'm not just going to like give up when I'm this close. Mm -hmm. Like we have to keep trying. And it really took me a long time to actually win a contest. So that was just sort of like a little, I don't know, like I guess like you call it a chip on my shoulder or something. Yeah, like yeah. I just like didn't want to give up halfway, you know? Yeah. But I think it's it's one of those things too, like taking that step from being like towards the top to the top at even like a local contest, that's a big jump up. And I don't think people realize a lot of the times, like in sports in general, like that step from being third to first at like anything, it's huge, you know? Yeah. Like I've really, I mean, I I can, I guess I can only speak for myself, but I feel like the difference between being like, between like, like sometimes to win or to like be where you want to be, you need to have everything. Right. Mm -hmm. And like the difference in amount of practice it takes to have like 97% versus a hundred percent is like a hundred hours. Yeah. Yeah. If you're lucky. Completely agree. Like that, just like the last few percentage points takes so much longer than everything else up to that point took. Mm -hmm. If, if I phrase that, I think I phrased that. Yeah. It completely makes sense. Yeah. I completely agree with you on that. Uh, yeah. So speaking of the competitive scene, so like what kind of defines your style as a player? Like if you were to sum it up for somebody that doesn't really know much about yo-yoing or somebody that does, like, how would you explain your style? Uh, if I had to go with one word, I would say simple. Okay. I, um, I don't know. I've never really, Ooh, how do I, okay. So like 
I don't think I'm like the most amazing like yo-yoer in a lot of ways. Like yeah. I've never really been amazing at just like understanding complex mounts and like moving between them and being like the most creative guy in the room. Like, mm-hmm. but I'm really okay with that. Like, cause I've just found that what I personally really like is much more about um, like just like interesting clean movements or like mm-hmm. the way something's presented or showcased on stage or like how I can use music or like a dance move or something to make something that shouldn't be that cool be really cool. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I guess like I'm not sure like to what extent I accomplished this, but a lot of the time I would say my goal is to um, do tricks that everyone in the room will like sort of understand what I'm doing, Mm -hmm. but no one else can do it. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it does. And I, I think it definitely comes through. So me and my wife went to Worlds this year and I mean, she doesn't really know much about yo-yoing. She knows what looks cool and what, she, what doesn't look cool. Like a lot of the more techie <laughs> guys, like she wasn't really watching it. But then like the guys who would, they were more along the entertainment route. She was all into it. And like mm-hmm. she was really impressed with yours. Like I think from a personal standpoint, like I Thank thought you. you had really nice stage presence and like you played into the crowd really nice. And plus you looked like you were having a blast up there. Which, I was having so much fun. <laughs> yeah. Like you were working the crowd and, and not a lot of guys were doing that. So I like those kind of routines cause I think it helps grow yo-yoing cause it makes it look cool. That's kind of what I'm going for. Yeah. Cool. For me, it's always like once you make it to world's finals, like I don't really care that much what happens. Mm-hmm. Like, especially, especially this year, I knew I didn't put in the practice to like really do that well. So mm-hmm. how many times, you know, how many times are you going to be in that situation? I just wanted to like really enjoy it for once. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, that's a really healthy outlook to have on it just cause like, all right, you already made it. You're top 20 in the world, like right then and mm-hmm. there, right off the bat, which is a huge accomplishment. So it's really impressive. Yeah. So, all right. So speaking of, of style, like I always hear like, you know, the guys that you kind of watch growing up, I feel like that influences your style a lot. So like, who are the guys mm-hmm. that you kind of look to as like your role models in yo-yoing? It's like a little difficult to answer like favorite players and influences because there's that gap in my career. Mm-hmm. So like as a kid, I was just like the biggest Yuki Spencer fan, like worshipped right. Yuki Spencer. And I think, I think that's true of a lot of people I during that time. I think everybody was. Yeah. Yeah. I think ago. a lot of us maybe still do, mm-hmm. but like, now I think obviously I guess like my style really doesn't reflect that as much. Mm-hmm. It's really not who I am. So um I would actually say that like probably the biggest like influence on my style and like progression as a yoga is actually gentry. Okay. Because yeah. like I said, I kinda got back into it mm-hmm. watching uh Worlds twenty eleven and I was like wait, who's this kid? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like, this. I've never heard this name before. I recognize a lot of these names. I don't know this kid. Yeah. And he just got third. So, yeah. like, it just, like, really showed me, like, there is that sort of mobility. Like, you can kind of mm-hmm. just come out of nowhere and, like, actually make waves. Yeah. So, 2011 was a really good time to get back into it because, like, uh, Gentry and Harold Owens, too. Yep. Harold Owens the third, I guess, not... <laughs> um, yeah, they were both kind of like they were both on that like crazy come up that year, yeah. And it just like really helped give me the confidence to like actually give it my all. Yeah, 
one of the the cool thing I'm, I'm glad you said Harold Owens as well because like him and Bet Gentry both at that time they were just cool like mm-hmm. they had like that swag they had that like next level to them that you mm-hmm. you kind of saw hints of it here and there before but those guys really rolled with it yeah they both really like changed they definitely both like contributed to the game like changed the mm-hmm. game like what they did was not something someone who'd already been there could have done I think yeah. I agree. Yeah, which was really cool. Again, really cool to watch in my from my perspective. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, like Chris Chia is my favorite player of all time. Okay. I honestly don't know if I can like really claim that he influenced my style that much because, mm-hmm. like, I mean, just no one can do those tricks. It's impossible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I don't know, like. It's always like lingering in my in my mm-hmm. head, you know, like wanting to be that cool, wanting to be doing something that hard every time I get on stage, even if I can't keep it up for the whole three minutes. Like, mm-hmm. be good. Well, there's there's elements of that, like in your tricks, like you definitely have some hard ones in there that I don't know, really impressive. So thanks. Cool. Yeah. I, I take a little bit here and there where I can, but it's just like so hard to learn a lot of that stuff. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. So let's. uh talk about your creative process, like when it comes to building a routine. So do you kind of start with the music, start with the tricks or how does that look for you? Um, I mean, I like use a lot of the same tricks every time, mm-hmm. but I feel like I do start with the music. Like okay. every, like I've never like put these tricks in this order and been like, I'll find a song later. That doesn't work for me. I always like, hear a song and i'm thinking like i'm pretty sure this would work here and maybe i could do something like this here and i really hope this would work out maybe i can maybe i can't and then i'm usually like sometimes i'll just like noodle with the same few songs like just a lot of them i'll have like a song as an idea for months or years and just like try it every few months and like not quite not feeling it and then eventually it'll just work Mm -hmm. but yeah, and like a lot of my, I actually come up with a lot of tricks like to fit the song sometimes, or like modify my tricks, mm-hmm. improve my tricks because of the demands of the music I'm using. Okay, that's cool. <clears throat> so then, along those lines, like, what is your when you're like gearing up for a contest? Like, what does a good like practice session look like for <laughs> you? I feel like my answer to this is really different than a lot of the people you've had on here. Yeah. Um, what I've in 2017, I practiced a lot. I practiced a lot. It's not a secret. Like, I practiced a lot, a lot, a lot. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, that doesn't work so much for me. I've sort of realized, like, for me, like, like the practice I've been doing this year is usually, like, I'm going to pick up my Big Dipper. I'm going to run my routine for about 10 minutes. All right. And then I'm going to eat dinner. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of cool to hear. Like, I mean, I really like asking that question just because, like, I like seeing the variety in it. And, like, I don't think really anybody else talks about it. Like, I'm sure you guys, like, talk with it between yourselves. But, like, it's just so different from one player to another. And I think that's so cool. Like, there's not a formula that works for everybody. Yeah. I think I think a big part of it is, like, I don't think that that practice schedule would work for me if I hadn't, like, put in the hours earlier sure. or, like, put in some hours earlier. Well, yeah, you got to build that base. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you see it in like in endurance sports, like running, like 
those high end pros that are retired and still killing it. Yeah. They put in hundred mm-hmm. mile weeks for 20 years. That's why they can get away with running five miles a week and putting out insane times. Yeah. There's a lot of things you just have to like learn for yourself mm-hmm. and then like they're with you and it like really cuts down on the actual hours later on. Yeah. I find that when I'm practicing, I'm usually, it's not like for me, like all practice is just mental. Mm hmm. So it's not really like that's why I don't like always put in that much like time time. It's just Mm -hmm. like I put in enough time to like make myself feel like I can do it. Yeah. And like whatever amount that is, is all I need is like what I know I need. Nice. Nice. So, I mean, speaking of that, like I feel like a lot of what you guys do, it is it is just all mental, especially because like you get up on stage, you have very fine motor movements that you have to do in front of in the case of worlds, thousands of people. So do you have any tips out there for like calming nerves or anything like that? I do. I can't promise they're transferable to anyone else. <laughs> All right. Um, what I've been doing this year mm-hmm. is um, I watch my favorite anime fights right before I go right. on stage. <laughs> it's just like, because for me, the issue is not, it hasn't really been so much like, oh, I'm so nervous, like, Mm -hmm. it's, like, I know I'm at my best when I'm, like, really excited and stoked to, like, be part of this, be yayoing, be doing this routine, and it can be really hard to, like, keep that energy up if I'm, like, if I start practicing a month or two out. Yeah. It can be really hard to, like, be as stoked as I was on day four as I am Mm -hmm. as it's happening, but, like, I don't know, I've just found that that particularly, like, you know, like gets me feeling like, like I want to be like, I want to be like the strongest warrior. I want to be like the number one hero. And it's just like, that's the feeling I want to have when I'm up there. It just works for me. Cool. Yeah. I mean, that's honestly, that's no different than listening to Eminem before you go up, you know? Yeah. It's just a different, 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 uh, type of thing instead of music. So that's really cool. Um, I just, I just want to, I just want to put out the, the exact sound bite exists. Like, my tip for improving at yo-yoing is to watch anime. I, that is what I'm saying. <laughs> anime makes you a better player. All right, all right, noted. I'll uh, I'll even throw that in the show notes. Maybe make that the headliner of the uh, the show. <laughs> Sick. <laughs> nice. So uh, so moving on to the next section. So what's your current uh, contest setup look like? Um, it's whatever was in the box. I don't know. All right. <laughs> I use the Akita. I'm not too. As long as like what I have is spinning, I'm usually fine. I'm not the biggest like. If you went through my case, like probably every yo-yo has a different bearing in it, just by happenstance. (laughs) They all work. Nice. You know. Yeah. I've always really tried not to fixate too much on my equipment because uh, it's just like I don't want to be thinking as I'm going up there, like, oh, no, this is the wrong bearing, or, like, oh, no, what if my string is half an inch too short or something? I just, like, keep it pretty loose so that I know I'm ready for anything. Nice. Nice. That's that's really cool to hear. Like, I, I, mean, I think a lot of people do obsess about their setups, and it's like if it's a little bit off, there's an excuse right there. So that's <laughs> that's pretty cool to hear that. Yeah, I always, I, I always try to, like, blame myself before my equipment, like, a lot of people are like, this AO bind is really slippy. And I was like, I'm kind of bad at bind, so I didn't notice. <laughs> <laughs> nice. 
Yeah, and hang on, I had something I think I wanted to say about this. Oh, yeah, like, a lot of people think this is really weird about me. Like, one thing about me is that I don't have a set string length. All right. I use a different length of string depending on, like, what I'm doing. Okay. I usually use a different string length for prelims versus finals because my prelim tricks just, like, don't need very much string, so I can get away with really short. Okay. And, yeah, this this drives people nuts. People hate me for this. But I don't know. It works. I like it. Yeah. So, like, what's the uh, what's the thought process there? Like, you do more technical tricks and finals versus prelims, essentially. So you want the longer string. A lot of the time, it's like I don't really do arm tricks in qualifying. Okay. And it's just like trying to do arm tricks with a short string is suffering. Mm-hmm. It's it's suffering. Yeah. <laughs> it's like trying to do speed combos with a long string. It's yep. Just there is a balance that has to be met and i meet it by doing different tricks and different routines as the day goes on that's pretty cool yeah i definitely think that's that's the first that i've heard of that i wouldn't be surprised if it's the last (laughs) (laughs) cool so uh what does your 2020 competition schedule look like i honestly have no idea nice i would really like to make it to nationals and worlds all right um We'll see, like, if I'm able to do that. I mean, I usually do. Like, when I say I'm going to, I usually do. So I think it's pretty likely, but I don't know for sure. Um, I don't I don't see myself missing, like, the regular contests in the Northeast. So Mass States, um, NER, any others that might spring up. Hopefully, hopefully I'll be at New York States in a couple weeks. Oh, cool. And, um, yeah, like, PNWR isn't totally off the table. I'm thinking about that, but absolutely not confirmed. And I really wanted to just go to something in like the Southeast, like Southeast regionals or classic or whatever it's called Mm -hmm. these days. Like, I think that'd be a fun contest to go to. So if, if things work out, I'd love to be there. Nice. Nice. So then, uh, speaking of contests, you did just get back from Las Vegas open. So how'd that go for you? Uh, that was another like really really fun contest. Yeah, I would have to say my favorite thing about it is just that I think Vegas is pretty much the best city to have a yo-yo contest in because um, at most contests, if you're just kind of hanging out yo-yoing like outside the venue, like mm-hmm. you know you're gonna have the same conversation with every person who walks by. Yeah. It's not the worst thing in the world. I know we're spreading yo-yoing and awareness and love and everything, but it is going to happen. Yeah. In Vegas, that doesn't happen because <laughs> if you have 10 people aged 11 to 45 all playing with spinning toys in the middle of a casino, everyone doesn't even bat an eye because it's not even in the 10 weirdest things they've seen that day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, so I thought that was really fun, and I just like I just like Vegas. It's a very silly city, and that's a good time. And um, just the contest was really cool. Like I thought, team battle was like really a unique and fun experience. Yeah. Um, I, I I did pretty well, so that's always enjoyable. Never a bad thing. <laughs> yeah, definitely not a bad thing when you walk away on the podium. And just um, yeah, like a. I really liked hanging out with all the people I got to hang out with there, which is probably the most important part. Yeah. 
yeah, the yoga community, it's, it's really cool. Like, um, when we were at worlds, my wife was so impressed with the fact that she didn't see a single kid on their cell phone. Like (laughs) she's like, I've never seen this many kids. They're all looking down, but not at phones. It's great. (laughs) She didn't see me in the corner playing Fly Emblem Heroes. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Or watching Uh, anime. (laughs) Also, like, I think the thing that absolutely made my trip was that I was supposed to take like a really stupid route to get there. Like I had two layovers and like flew to LA and then back to Vegas, which was silly. Mm -hmm. They kicked me off my flight to LA and were like, we're putting on a direct flight to Vegas instead. You're going to get there two hours earlier. So I was like, cool. Like, what do I owe you? And they were like, here's $400. (laughs) So (laughs) nice. That worked out. Worked out pretty well. Definitely like, so I like got to Vegas and I was like, I can't touch any gambling because <laughs> I've spent all my luck for the next two years. Yep. <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right. So uh, it's time for our rapid fire five questions. You ready for them? Hope so. All right. First one, uh, favorite old school yo-yo. So let's say something pre-2010. Yo-yo jam hit man. Good choice. The original, the original one. None of these <laughs> silly ones. The cool guy one. <laughs> nice. Actually, I think that yo-yo still like really informs a lot of what I like and the yo-yos I like. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. Uh, favorite genre of music? Just do yo-yo too. Like outside of a contest, you're just putting some music on to yo-yo. Ooh, genre. Um. Trap City on YouTube. All right. <laughs> uh, lately, I've been getting to a lot of like video game remixes too, which is fun. Nice. But that's like a work in progress. I don't yeah. know if that's taken the crown yet. So, huh. yeah, still Trap City. All right, all right, all right. Next one. So you kind of answered this one. So let's take Las Vegas out of the question. But favorite city to go to for a contest? Uh, Northampton. All right. Cool. All right. Next one. Favorite hobby outside of yo-yoing? Gotta be Super Smash Brothers. Which, in fact, which um, one in particular? Lately, I've been playing Ultimate. Melee will always have my heart, but Ultimate's a lot more accessible right now. Mm-hmm. So I've been having a good time with that. Actually, about like 35 seconds before we started this call, I got the sickest combo of my life with Zero Suit Samus <laughs> online. So, um,. Yeah, whenever this comes out, someone message me on whatever medium, and I'll put that up on Instagram for you all to see. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) I did save the replay, so it's there. Nice, nice. Cool. All right, and then uh, last question, so you can't include your own, but favorite routine from Worlds 2019? 2019? Yeah. Oh, easy. Hajime 3A. No question. Nice. 1A routine? It... It might actually just be Gentry. I like that routine quite a bit. Yeah, I, I feel like it was it was classy. Like it was just, I don't know. Like it was a good one. Hard to beat. Hundred percent understand why it won. So I felt like I learned a lot from it. Oh, we know actually, Patrick Canny semifinal. That's the one. All right. Yeah. Really like that routine. Yeah, he did a nice job this year with like his choreography and everything came out really cool that he did he is one of my favorite players and people good to know all right so then uh lastly where can people follow you 
Uh, find me on the Instagram, right. bird.mp3. Cool. And I'll put a link to that. And then uh, yeah. any sponsors or anything like that you want to plug? Uh, shout outs to CLYW. They've been great to me and they make fun toys. Um, shout outs to Nature Valley Granola Bars. Please put me on the team. <laughs> nice. Uh, what else? Uh, follow Shane Lubecker on Instagram. He's really good. Deserves more credit. All right. <laughs> cool. All right. Hey, well, thank you so much for your time. Hey, thank you for having me on. This was really fun. Yeah.